You are tuning into the podcast series, We Talk Cyber with Monica, a platform for engaging discussions and expert opinions on all things cyber. Check out more information on monicatalkcyber.com. Welcome to the podcast series, and let's hop right into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever from the world you're tuning in today. Welcome to today's episode of We Talk Cyber with Monica. I'm your host, Monica Verma. Today, we have a very special guest, none other than Roar Thone, Specialist Director of Security Culture at the Norwegian National Security Authority. Welcome, Roar. Thank you very much, Monica. We see that hackers not only hack technology, but more often than not, they hack actually people. This is yeah. something we have seen over the history. This is not new. In the 1840s, where the term con man was coined, which is convinced man, was basically the concept of somebody building trust with someone and exploiting mm-hmm. that trust, right? So we have had that in over centuries now. And one of the biggest security and business risk for companies is to believe that they can either just buy a product and fix security or to just ignore the human aspect of it. So what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on it? Well, it's a problem because we are increasing using more and more technology. And it's so easy to just think about this as a, as a t- technical problem. Mm-hmm. So what I'm basically saying, what I'm out there speaking about this, it's, it's not technology attacking you. It's people. It's mm-hmm. people behind every step of the way. And it's not, it's not the tech itself that it's evil or doing bad things. It's people. Mm-hmm. So people are basically the part of both defending, everything. attacking, yeah. fraud, everything, right? It's people making technology, buying technology, implementing technology, using technology all the way. So what do you believe is the importance of the human aspect in both the cybersecurity defense and offense for organizations? I think knowledge is, is uh, the key factor here because mm-hmm. uh, both from the user perspective and, and from the buyers, implementers, uh, well, basically also security people. It's uh, it's about knowledge. Knowledge uh, comes in so many different ways. Uh, one of the things that I'm uh, also saying that uh, security professionals and, and people with technical background doesn't always understand that most common people don't have the same knowledge as they do. They don't have the same interest in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they don't really care that much about cybersecurity. But we are still, in a way, talking our language, our high-tech language, in a way. And we don't necessarily take that into the equation that uh, people are people and they don't have the same knowledge and, and motivation for cybersecurity as we do. Take an example of just the terminology and language, as you point out, there is so much technical and security jargon that we just throw out in the air when we're talking yeah. to business, when we're talking to people that are actually working, even though they're responsible for security. But more importantly, not only we just throw out this jargon, sometimes we just use it in the wrong way. Like so many people that I've heard confuse what a threat is versus what is a vulnerability versus yeah. what is actually the risk and impact yeah. on the business. Yeah. What do, you, what do you recommend for this kind of like confusion and just throwing out the jargon? In a way, you have to choose your battles because it's, mm-hmm. it's hopeless. I probably know a few security professionals that would like to use a lot of the, our time, valuable time, to 
to settle once for all if we are going to call or are what we are doing for this is a Norwegian word though. Should we call it sikkerhet or yeah. sikring? And if you look at the Norwegian language, we have used the, the term in so many different fashions that, that mm -hmm. we are not able to take that back and really have the, the right definition about it. And I see that in so many other aspects as well. But sometimes I get a little more triggered about how we're using our language. Earlier this year, a couple of reports came out. I'm not going to mention who can put them out, talking mm -hmm. about humans and insider threats. And that turned over in the media to that your employees are the biggest threat in cybersecurity today. I'm getting pretty mad about that because right. to say to a common employee that you are in fact a threat. In my world, threats are something you really deal with. <laughs> that right. means that that person is not allowed inside my, my company if I really see him as a threat. People are vulnerabilities. They are risk connected people. Threat is coming from the threat actors that are using human behavior, technology to do bad things. Mm -hmm. That's a very good uh, emphasis that you bring out there because people are not understanding. And as you said, there are certain battles you need to pick because there is no point of either just going into this endless parade and discussion oh, on oh. the terminology. But at the same time, what do you then think should be the focus on uh, communicating with people that don't really understand security, whether or are not so interested in it, but understand more often than not, okay, yes, security is important, but they, they don't understand what is in it for me? What is my role? How do you recommend communication around that? Well, I, uh, I think you, you have to simplify. My work is often to take things that are complex uh, and display, explain it in a different language, uh, using small examples, get people basically to think, and one of my messages is also that people are already doing security work, but mm -hmm. they don't necessarily think about it as security. I use normally, uh, I can explain for a group of people working in one uh, one company saying mm -hmm. like this, well, if I were to call uh, you, uh, one of you in HR or economy or whatever department mm -hmm. and saying, uh, my name is Iwai, I'm calling from Oslo. Could you give me the list of the 10 most uh, well-paid people in your company? And most of those that I would call would, would probably just say, no, are you crazy? You, you're not get, getting that. Right. Uh, and some would probably be able to show some kind of legal um, paragraph saying that they're not allowed to give me that. Or they will just say, well, we don't do that in, in our company. Ending that call without telling me what I'm asking to. Very few people will think that they have, uh, in fact, done security work. Right. They will just right. think about it as, I've I done my job. <laughs> this crazy guy called, right? They have, in fact, uh, keep their mouth shut of things I should, shouldn't talk about. So they're already doing it, but we have to, uh -huh. we, we have to pretty much ask them to do a little bit more, to think about this a little bit more as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we always want, 100% solutions and we're never going to get that in cybersecurity right. anyway but we have to acknowledge that we have to take small steps small steps to increase security I, I really want to increase it 20% right away right but that's not going to happen makes total sense and 
I mean, the whole idea of simplification is also what I tell and talk about. I have this principle in cybersecurity, which I call simplify, focus, execute. Mm-hmm. You need to simplify. And simplification should not be understood or misunderstood as that it's lack of maturity. It's just the basis of how you communicate, how you simplify, mm-hmm. how you tell people what role do they have to play and what's in it for me. Like the example mm-hmm. you gave about these people who will not give you the information. By default, they're practicing actually access management. By default, they're taking care of security. And by default, they're taking care of privacy as well. So they're basically implementing all these concepts in a much simpler way, uh, explained in a much simpler way. And then, as you said, 100% security doesn't exist. And even vendors that go like, oh, we are building AI machine learning enabled 100% security. We are it, you know. And I'm like, okay, even security professionals cannot ever offer 100% security. So you have to really focus. Yeah. Whenever I hear, hear people talking about, uh, I'm just basically shutting down. I'm, I'm not listening anymore <laughs> because you don't really, you don't really understand what you're talking about. That's also a, one part. Most people are doing this are pretty much good mo- motivated people. They have their, they have their things they want to, to implement. Uh, you have, uh, Different things that it's all, uh, it's, if it's password, it's firewalls, it's, it, it's antivirus, mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. many different levels of security, right? And everybody is fighting their own niche, but, right. but they don't understand that if you add up all this together, going yeah. to be too much. It's going to be yeah. expensive, uh, too expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work in a regular mm-hmm. modern society. None of those in a way want to decrease their level of influence compared to rise something else that they that we probably need to rise to look at the whole perspective we need firewalls we need uh, security education of our of our employees we need mm-hmm. all of those things but they have mm-hmm. to work together and we have to see them together and that's very correct because aspect of business is not cybersecurity. i mean they're oh. doing a business that's their main aspect right and then how Basically, cybersecurity enables that or how cybersecurity yep. integrates into that provides a value for the organization is what really one should discuss and talk about. So based on that, what is one question you would actually like the CEO or the organization or the business to ask uh, and consider in order for them to basically have a better understanding of what security is bringing for them? Well, that, that that's a very uh, hard question to ask and, and answer as well because um, so many different organizations and businesses and, and needs in a way. So, mm. of course, that question will vary if you are a flower mm. shop in the corner or if you are in the business uh, in, in defense equipment and, and stuff like that because mm-hmm. the, the, the threats and the risks are different. But one question from a top-level uh, leadership mm-hmm. I would ask you if is it really to stress and not just ask the question, but in fact test test yourself and your organization. Mm-hmm. Are we really prepared if something happened? And I, this is a funny thing because over the time uh, I've been doing this for almost eighteen years now. Mm-hmm. Over the time, there have been an increasingly interest from the CEO levels and, and the executive level uh, mm-hmm. in our society regarding cybersecurity. So people mm-hmm. are. Uh, like me has been in more and more invited into the boardrooms and talk to the CIOs directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I'm not necessarily invited by the the guy or the woman that has the responsibility for ICT or or cyber and holding that organization. I'm invited from somebody else into right. that room. And sometimes I feel that I'm not that welcome from the from from uh, in a way a colleague of mine, right? Because they are very uh, anxious to just to, to really what what is what is he going to talk about, right? And then then this famous question comes. It is always coming. I, I'm talking about cyber risks and threats and stuff. And mm-hmm. then the CEO turns over to the, the the person that has the responsibility for for cyber and technology. Mm-hmm. And asking a question like this, does this happen us? Does mm-hmm. it happen of often? And you understand that this question has never been raised before in that, that room. They don't have a day-to-day or a weekly conversation about what is really going on in our organization. Right. And 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 also the sales words, buzzwords that professionals are using. Mm-hmm. We are encrypting. We are doing this. We have a firewall, and that's right. that's just taking right. the word for it from the executive level. If you don't have the knowledge, and you really want to know what's going on your in your own organization, test mm-hmm. yourself, stress yourself, get somebody right. to attack you, and and really see what's happening, and and do this for as real as possible. And that's a very good point. What you also mentioned here is that. The cybersecurity itself, the people that are working with cybersecurity, the leaders that are actually having the responsibility and uh, the overall perspective of cybersecurity, it's important for them to lift the view to a level that's a bird's eye view for the organization and to be able to build a bridge between what they're doing at the technical level, how does it impact the business, And what is in it, what does it mean for the business and the CEO, right? And that, that conversation sometimes gets lost in the use of the buzzwords that you say, we're doing encryption. And that goes back to what I'm saying, that security professional and people with technical background doesn't always understand that everybody else doesn't understand their world and they're using a language that also uh, creates a lot of trouble. Uh, it's, it's a funny thing that when, when tech people or cybersecurity people have been talking, they're saying, well, you can't be a CEO these days if you don't, if you don't understand technology. For me, that's completely wrong because mm-hmm. technology, cyber, is just on another level like law, um, marketing, economy. CEOs today that has a background in, in law, yeah. they had to learn marketing, they had to learn economy, and they also probably have a lot of good help de- dealing with those on that mm-hmm. level. So if you know and understand technology, good for you. But then you probably have to learn law and economy and all those other things. <laughs> so this is complex, right? It's up to us to communicate mm-hmm. cybersecurity on a level that, in fact, the board, the CEOs really understand. And you have to make the argument for the business case, not just telling people how bad the world is out there and there's so mm-hmm. many threats and so many hackers and they can do this and stuff. In a way, over the years, I make fun of this because I say security professionals, their their main holiday is not Christmas, it's Halloween, right? Because we like to scare people and we're pretty good <laughs> at scaring people because everything we have been doing the last 15 years is telling everybody how dangerous the world is and right. everything that can go wrong with your computer. Right. But suddenly, people are starting to listen to us. 
when you get your 10 minutes with your CEO, he's not there to listen to how bad the world is. He, he wants right. solutions. He wants suggestions. Exactly. And he wants to know how much this is going to cost him. Mm -hmm. So we have to change our language to, to, to get our message through. Absolutely. And I mean, despite the fact that there is one aspect of how scary the world is, but I mean, still businesses are running, digitalization is happening. We're connecting, yeah. turning on the computer, connecting to the internet. We have to just help the business defend their organization in a right aspect, in the right way, despite all these connections and challenges of technology. So one, one should not really use it as a scare or a panic because that's what offenders do. That's, that's yeah. not what we should be doing, actually. And, and we are also, as security professional, I don't think we are celebrating ourselves enough in a way because mm -hmm. security works. Cybersecurity works. Right. I mean, look, look at the situation we are. We are not finished with the pandemic, right? But, right. but so thousands of thousands of people has been working from home. Right. That the enabler for, for be able to do that is technology, right? Right. And technology, that technology is uh, protected by good cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, my own organization has been out and warning people about, well, uh, working from home could uh, increase the risks and stuff, of course. And it has been also tried from, from the threat perspective that people are being, being hacked and stuff from home. But mm -hmm. all in all, we are winning thousands of thousands of time each day. Right. We don't talk about that because we are we are still just concerning about the one thing we co of course do doesn't want that to happen. That goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but but we are not that good of in fact talking about everything that we are stopping on a daily basis. Yeah. That we are denying that we are really dealing with. Yeah. So they yeah. other people doesn't really understand how how often this happened. It's happened right <laughs> as we speak right now. Exactly. And that's a very philosophical, but very, very correct um, estimation of what's happening. Because, I mean, one of the sayings in English is charity begins at home. And if we really want the society to understand what good work we are doing, it's kind of also important for us to celebrate that. If we don't do that, it's very difficult for other people to really understand what, what work we are doing. And that, that yeah. also comes in a part of like being humble, but at the same time still celebrating the small wins that you get along the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. An important part of this whole communication that we have talked is also the security culture, right? And you, of all the people, are one of the best spokesperson for security culture. So I would like to just touch that topic. Um, how do you build a good security culture? And more importantly, how do you measure whether you yeah. have a good security culture or do you need to do some work? Security professionals has a tendency to put the word uh, security before another word. <laughs> I've been part of writing um, my own organization's definition of cybersecurity in Norway back mm -hmm. in 2005. So this is uh, many years ago. Um, but I also challenged my own definition in a way mm -hmm. because we are using the word security culture. Mm -hmm. um, but th that's a new word. Mm -hmm. And when you have a new word, people struggle a little bit to understand what is me, what is really meant. Mm -hmm. So then you ending up in situations where you have you have politicians, uh, leaders, organizations saying, "Well, we haven't implemented security culture yet." Then you don't really understand what we're talking about because you already have security culture. Mm -hmm. It's a question if it's good or bad. If you use another word, organizational culture, mm -hmm. 
everybody understands what that is. And you probably haven't heard of one person saying, well, at our workplace, we don't have organization culture. <laughs> they will probably just complain and saying it's bad. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we, can, we can improve it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so everybody has it. What it is really about, it's basically what what's the most of the organization and people working in the organization are doing on the security level on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. uh, so you already have it, but do you understand how is it, is it good? Is it bad? And this is this is complex because for me, security culture is about what we are doing, our basically behavior. But mm -hmm. you have, of course, the definition of culture a lot of other things underlying there. But for me, mm -hmm. it's about to get most people to do the right thing when the situation happens on a daily basis, right? Right. Do I, do I click on the link? Do I not or whatever? That, that's the, that's the uh, mm -hmm. simplest, uh, simplest um, example. example of that. But, mm -hmm. um, so to measure it, for me, it's not enough to have a questionnaire right. to ask people questions. That mm -hmm. will give you some numbers of their knowledge. Right. But if their knowledge is good, mm -hmm. there is no reason to think that they will behave in the same way that they will right. answer the questionnaire, right? So you have to measure this basically real time and during real situations. And mm -hmm. what I find that most organizations probably already have a lot of those numbers. Mm -hmm. How many attacks do we have related to phishing? How many people are in fact falling for phishing? If if that is an mm -hmm. example, how many people are using their um, identity cards? There's so many stuff that right. that, that you can use, uh, and some companies now has uh, has done a lot of things to to look into this, and mm -hmm. instead of just doing a phishing campaign. They will, in fact, do a lot of stuff and using your own numbers and stats mm -hmm. to see and to measure what's the status here. And when you know that, you have something to measure. And right. then you have to find the solutions on how to fix this and then measure again to see if you have evolved. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means what I hear from you is also that an implicit part of that is also the awareness around it, right? That's how you also evolve from one measurement to the next measurement. And yep. as you say, it's very true because the culture is the culture, but there, and it's a part of the organization. So adding the word security to it doesn't make it any different because here we're talking more about the behavior as uh, and not so much about which security technical controls are in place. Yeah, and and, and also problem, problem with words and people is that uh, yeah, again, people want to have the, the smallest narrow of uh, error. So, so, so to make sure that you really understand what I'm talking about now, we're putting words like information security culture, cyber security culture, and we're, we're putting so many words in before the culture part that it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it baffles me that, that, that we are doing this. And the key aspect is understanding human behavior. How do we deal with security in our organization on a daily basis? Right. Perfect. That sounds very good. Uh, before we sign off today, I would just like to ask you one last question. Do you have any recommended reading, uh, audio video that you would like people to uh, do on a daily or on a regular basis just to be more aware of the holistic cybersecurity approach or also around the culture part, as you said, and the behavior part? Um, hopefully your podcast in the future. Then. <laughs> 
I really hope that. Yes. We would love to have you more often on the podcast. Um, in fact, uh, related to my country, uh, my own organization are also having a podcast, so I have to do some uh, uh, commercial for, for that. I don't have a favorite, really. There's so much good stuff out there. Right. But, but if I really want to to, to say what, what, what people should do, mm-hmm. talk to talk to people from other aspects of life, uh, professions, Talk to the users, talk to the people that has the opposite view or what you are thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, a guy or a girl working with um, uh, one particular small field related mm-hmm. to cybersecurity mm-hmm. would probably have a lot to learn from people Absolutely. working in another small part of cybersecurity. Absolutely. So, so to, to measure those gaps, to understand, to get the better overview, thinking that, Oh, of course. If I'm doing this, this, this in fact infecting that mm-hmm. and doing that has that effect in the other part. Right. So Absolutely. Yeah. And that can make total sense because a lot of different fields actually somehow affect the cybersecurity or security anyway. Because when you think about how do you budget, how do you make sure that you're still benefiting from it? What is too much? What is not too much? What is when is it enough? You kind of yeah. need to understand the other aspects that are outside the security world. Fantastic. Uh, it was lovely to have you on this podcast, Roar. Uh, lovely to have nice these conversations you. with you. And um, I really like the fact that we talk uh, more and more in the terms of culture and we talk a bit and understand about human behavior and not tie it just to the very technical aspects of security. Yep. So that's wonderful to hear. So I'll be signing off. Uh, that was uh, Roar Thom. This is your host, Monica Verma. This was today's episode and we'll have more episodes coming out with uh, different guests and different opinions and enlightening discussions. Please stay tuned. Signing off now. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks for tuning in to We Talk Cyber with Monica, a platform for engaging discussions and expert opinions on all things cyber. Check out more information and episodes on monicatalkscyber.com. Do not forget to subscribe to Monica Talks Cyber on YouTube and Instagram, and follow us on Montauk Cyber on Twitter. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with more episodes very soon.